following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! Yes, your vehicle to the past, the Retro Network Time Machine. We are set to go back in time. This is one of your pilots, Jason, and with me is my co-pilot, Mickey. How are you doing, man? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Was that that kind of a week or what? <laughs> what was it uh, Norm from Cheers at that time? Uh, it's uh, hmm. Dog Eat Dog World and you're wearing milk bone underwear? No. I said, how's life treating you, Norm? He said, like it caught me in bed with its wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are recording this close to St. Patrick's Day. So uh, do you do anything special other than uh, searching for your shamrock shake? No, I always uh, look around and pinch the crap out of everybody I can not wearing green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I met my wife. Yeah. So you got any Irish blood in you? Is this one of those jokes where you're going to ask me if I want some? Uh, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> have you ever gone back my to family, your family tree? Yeah. yeah, my family history is uh, German and Irish. We're Germish. If you want to say <laughs> it like that. Okay. So. Well, that's something we share in common. We got German. Well, gross is German. Uh, German for big or large. And, <laughs> and, uh, on my mom's side is mainly Italian. So I'm German, Italian, a little bit of native American in there actually as well. But let's be careful when we start talking about how much native American we are. Cause tiny's native American math is a little off and he will, pop in to correct this if you get it wrong. So I'm not even going to go into the, the numbers on this thing. Okay. Yeah, he seems to be your uh, principal or something. I don't know. What do you, what do you want fact, to call it? He's the fact checker. He's the fact checker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw he posted on the lounge that uh, he screwed up uh, One-Eyed Juju's name there or something, right? Well, no, no. Uh, One-Eyed Juju was what we called him, too, but I forgot that his last name was Widener and we called uh-huh. him Widener, kind of like one-eyed wonder, but one-eyed widener. So, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Tiny, Tiny's always good to to bring the facts. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of the facts, this is a, a patented fact that we are sponsored by Retro Days and have been for quite a while now. We appreciate uh, Tony and and all, that whole community over there at Retro Days. Retro-daze.org and uh, of course the Retro Days YouTube channel. If you haven't checked them out yet, do yourself a favor, go check them out. Very fun website, community, and uh, of course, RD, I saw he was cleaning out his locker, <laughs> moving on up in the world. Did you see that over on Twitter? I did not. There, uh, Adam's moving, and uh, he was showing uh, some remnants left over in uh, RD's locker from the series as he's uh, moving along, and so I thought that was fun, uh, seeing that picture over on Twitter today, but... Uh, yes, uh, hopefully you noticed uh, our feet has changed a little bit. We've got our new artwork and, you know, chopped it down to the new Time Machine episode. So uh, glad you guys are here and uh, continuing to listen on to uh, Mickey and myself in the Retro Network Time Machine. 
And uh, before we get into our topic this week, wanted to give a shout out to our newest VIP, Big Danny Cool. Thanks for signing up. He'll get to access our new VIP vault that's coming with all of our audio podcasts. Actually, it's still here. It's just on Patreon right now. We're going to put it in a separate feed, but he's going to get access to that. He's going to get access to our Slack chat and uh, all the fun goodies that come along with uh, becoming a VIP over there on Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash the retro network. We've got some uh, great stuff for you. You know, our highest VIP level now is the same cost as if you want to get Peacock and CBS All Access, if you think about it that way. Mm. So we just don't have the commercials, right? Well, I don't know. What do you call this in the plug for Retro Days? (laughs) Uh, You know, it's a a little bit along the way. We're not stopping to play a commercial. so We do it the retro way when they would do the live commercials in the middle of old shows. That's right, yeah. All right, well, let's jump in the time machine. What uh, what year are we going to this week, Mick? A bunch. Yeah, we're going to be time jumping again. Tell them what we, uh, what we got cooking for them. I don't know. I don't, I've not read the notes. Oh, no, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> Since it's close to St. Patrick's Day, we're uh, just looking at some of our favorite green things from the past. Green things. Cool green things, awesome green things, however you want to say it. Green things in pop culture, something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, this is going to be a fun journey. We're going to be I, looking at the uh, stuff that I picked. We're going to be all over the decades here. So uh, this is going to be fun. Let's jump in and let's get going. All right. Well, uh, who wants to go first this week? I, it don't matter to me. Okay. I'll go first this week. How about that? Okay. But you better not take my first pick. Okay. Well, if I do, then that's, <laughs> that's on you, man. I'm going to start off with an easy one. Something that everybody enjoys. Uh, he wears a green hat and shirt and everything outfit. If you want to say lucky, the leprechaun from lucky charms. That's your top pick for favorite green things. I didn't rank these. Oh, it's okay. just uh, one of the one of the things, hmm. uh, green in pop culture. Uh, I loved the commercials just because it was almost like mini episodes of a cartoon. Do you remember all the Lucky Charms commercials and all the escapes that he had to do to get away from the kids? You know, it's funny. I don't. I'm hazy on all the details of the commercials. I know I've seen them all, and I love the serial. The commercials I remember are the ones. And I guess because it was big news is when they'd be introducing a new marshmallow. Right. Like I can remember introducing the new red balloons, marshmallows Mm -hmm. and stuff, but the, just the regular old generic ads for lucky charms, they all kind of blur together to me. Well, that's the thing. I don't remember just like any generic ads. It's always him escaping. And I actually put a little article together on rediscovered the eighties. a while back, I'm going to give you some, places that are things that uh, Lucky did to get away from the kids stealing his Lucky Charms. So the Red Balloons, yes, that was one of them because, uh, you know, they were introducing the new marshmallow and he escaped in a red balloon. He also got on a roller coaster, uh, went in a time machine, like a rainbow time machine. Yeah. And then uh, went into an ice cave. Uh, I likened that to like Conan the Destroyer. Um, 
there was a maze of roads where he got in and I think got lost or something and you had to help him get out. Maybe there was a maze on the box or something. I'm trying to remember that one. Uh, he swung across the ravine, the hot air balloon. He shrunk down in size, kind of, uh, honey, I shrunk the kid style. You know, uh, remember that scene from the movie where they, they shrink down and they're in the cereal. Uh, went on a flying carpet ride and a circus cannon he got shot out of. And, oh, there's some more. Spaceship and a computer and a hang glider. So, yes, well, the adventures a, of Lucky the Leprechaun. He's a magical little son of a gun. He can do a <laughs> lot of stuff. I was never, I don't remember eating them a lot, though. It was like, I love the marshmallows, but the cereal itself was worse than Cheerios to me. I don't know. When he, <laughs> when he ate the, I ate the marshmallows first. So. We obviously never tried them with water instead of milk. No, no, no. I'm sure that's uh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going from the ridiculous to the badass. My favorite green thing from pop culture, the mean green machine from the Dukes of Hazard. Of course. Yes. Yeah, of course. I pegged you for I pegged you for that one, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, we talked about on an old episode about movie and TV cars, but that tank light car it had the, the the razor spike wheels and it could shoot flames and it had the bulldozer front and the trash can top and those bank robbers would use it to crash through the wall of the bank and how was the General Lee going to stop the mean green machine? <laughs> but because it's the Duke Boys, well the fake Duke Boys, Coy and Vance episodes. They were able to do it. Uh, even if you're a fake Duke boy, just being a Duke boy gives you a, a certain edge over most things in life anyway. True. Yes. If Bo and Luke had stopped it the first time, there wouldn't have been a second episode featuring the Mean Green Machine. That's the difference with Bo and Luke versus Coy and Vance. <laughs> oh, gosh. I ordered the or, or bought the first season of the Dukes on Google Play for like, it was ridiculous, like six or seven bucks. I was like, this is a no brainer. And I started going through it with my oldest boy and we uh, kind of got off of it. But man, the whole theme song is just perfect for the Dukes, man. The good old boys and just laid back and fun. And the green machine was a little bit ridiculous, but <laughs> oh, it, no, it's not ridiculous. That's it was awesome. Ridiculously awesome. We'll put it that way. You yeah. pronounced awesome incorrectly. <laughs> um. I had another green machine in my list. I, I'm not choosing that, though. Do you remember the little pedal car, the green machine? I do, the big wheel. Yeah. It's on uh, my short list as well. Some friends of ours that uh, live across town, they've got a couple, like one of the some of the newer ones. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember those. One of my friends had one. I, it wasn't something that I had, but that kind of came to mind, thinking about uh, green things. Um Let's jump. Uh, let's let's jump over to toys for a minute, or maybe longer. And uh, my next green thing, I'm going to choose the Condor motorcycle from Mask. Oh, very very bright green. And this thing, I don't know. This was like the gateway to <laughs> vehicle toys, almost, uh, and especially the Mask uh, series itself. But Man, who doesn't like playing with a helicopter? Who doesn't like playing with a motorcycle? You put them both together, and you got an awesome toy, man. I never was. Um, it wasn't that I wasn't into mask toys. Somehow, 
I guess maybe I was spending all my money on GI Joe, but I never had any mask toys, but I know the vehicle you're speaking of because I used to drool over the limited commercials I would see for this stuff. I never Mm -hmm. watched the cartoon. I've still not watched an episode of the cartoon. So I had all the motorcycles in the, in the series. And then I had the, the 57 Chevy hurricane. That was uh, one I got for my birthday when I was probably eight or nine, but yeah, everybody that I'm, I'm close with the people in the mass community, obviously me and Wyatt are, and uh, that's the one that everybody says, yes, I had that. Even people outside the fan community or most of the people had it because it was so affordable. I was looking at a box uh, yesterday and had a price tag of $5 and 77 cents on it. Hmm. I mean, how are you going to beat that? You know? And yeah. I, uh, another cheap plug, I was on YouTube, uh, just this past week and reviewed the, the Cobra Fang from the new GI Joe retro collection. Mm-hmm. And here I am just spinning the blades on that thing. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> so that's what was so great about that toy. You had that conversion process. Like it was almost like a transformer. And then you get the the blades that you can spin. And I mean, it was so great. So that's my second green thing. Well, let me see what I want to go. I want to go with Nickelodeon slime, but not modern Nickelodeon slime. Uh, the, the late 80s Nickelodeon slime where it looked like barf. Uh, <laughs> especially, you know, the show you can't do that on television. Kind yes, of, absolutely. Uh, introduced and popular lot popular popularized there you go the green slime uh what was the catchphrase uh oh when somebody would say i don't know i don't know yep. drop, absolutely yeah and then they had, I, I don't they had know. the water that would drop too i don't remember what triggered the water but just uh, water oh Any, well. yeah anytime somebody said water it was just they got doused with water oh well that makes sense mm-hmm. but to me you watched you can't do that on television just to watch the slime drops Absolutely. And it was, yeah, you're right. It was like chunky, you know, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> it yes. wasn't, it wasn't like stretchy and, you know, almost like just water, but it was chunky, man. And then they got hit with that and there's like pieces of it <laughs> on their yeah. shoulders and stuff, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's nasty. Well, so, you can't do that on TV, brought it to Nickelodeon, but then doubled there really put it out there and that's when it started turning from the chunky barf type slime into the neon you know yeah family friendly slime that we still know and love today yeah good pick man good pick i didn't even think about that actually uh but i I probably double dare around that time when it was at its peak is when nickelodeon changed its like logo and stuff too to with the slime you know in it Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a big part of nickelodeon Okay. Um hmm, what do I want to do here? Okay, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do another toy. And I'm just gonna pick Green Army Men. Oh. Yeah. I had a ton of Green Army Men. And I don't know if you were like me. Obviously you were a big G.I. Joe fan. I had G.I. Joe's and I would take them outside, but there were certain ones that I wouldn't let get too like dirty and muddy, you know. Mm-hmm. Some that I wanted to keep nice, like my uh, my pilot for the Sky Striker. You know, he stayed in the Sky Striker. He didn't go out and you know back trails with all the uh, like Dusty and all those guys. You know, so Green Army men, you could just get nasty. You could take them anywhere, and le- they're just you know it, 
one gets lost or two, you just go buy a new pack for whatever it was, 25 cents. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you, get, a, you get 40 new ones. Right, right. But I, I love those army men. And sometimes you would get the little plastic tanks and Jeeps and stuff too with them. But it was mainly just the, the guys and just how they were laid out too. You had the snipers. You had the, the, the couple that I still have. I don't know if they're from my childhood, but somehow I've got some. It's the guy with the rifle, like up over his head, like he's going through some deep water, mm-hmm. and then you got the sniper laying down, you know. But uh, yeah, that kind of obsession or uh, being a fan of those figures led into what were they called? Guts, I think. Yep, yep. Where they had like the green berets and the ninjas and uh, just like certain teams that were painted. Um, they weren't green; they were uh, actually painted and. But they weren't posable. They were just kind of like green army men with uh, different colors and schemes. So, yeah, green army men, man. I had and, the, a lot and the parachute ones, you know, too. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of green army men. And my favorite thing about them, you're talking about the cost. The green army men ended up for me, like when I would get an allowance and I would buy something. And you want to make the most of every penny you got. Uh if I knew that my total, I was going to have enough left and just trying to spend it. It was a bag of green army, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever I just bought. Absolutely, man. They were nice and affordable and you could have a thousand of them. And, uh, I've seen sets, you know, like cowboys and Indians and civil mm-hmm. war, you know, they had tons of different sets, but the green army guys were the ones that I only had really. All right. Well, my next one, this is, would probably be actually my, my true number one, if if I was putting these in order, and that's the timeless, ageless classic, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Very good. Of course, these days it's Diet Mountain Dew, but uh, favorite drink ever. I, I really, I don't know what else to really say about it. I mean, <laughs> it, it's a soft drink, but uh, it's been a part of my life since I can remember, and it, mm-hmm. it it's still the best. So. Did your parents ever like get on you as a kid for drinking too much, you know, cause it, the, the caffeine content and all that? No, no. My, mine didn't either. And gosh, my gram kept a bottle and anytime we'd go out to restaurants or something, she always ordered Mountain Dew to drink. And so, and I, me and my gram were buddies. So after, actually after she passed away, we went back to one of our, restaurants we frequented and i basically got the meal that she usually got which was also a glass of mountain dew so yeah it's been a part of my uh since i was a a little kid as well and the new flavors are kind of hit or miss with me but nothing really beats the just the classic mountain dew flavor well they hit perfection the first time out that's right you know, there's no reason to tamper with the legend. I'm I like, but I'm all for. I think it's cool to see all these new flavors. Uh, most of them I've not even tried. But uh, anything that furthers the Mountain Dew name and Mountain Dew brand awareness, then that just leads mm-hmm. people back to the original. So, yeah. And the other flavors that I do like, it, they taste that you can still get that regular Mountain Dew taste with it, and it's not like overpowering. That's one of the reasons why I love KFC and we'll make a detour, especially to go to KFC is to get the sweet lightning Mountain Dew, which is that honey peach flavor. And it's real light. I mean, it's like a, it's almost like a piss color, but it's, it's, it's close to 
the original versus like the the major melon. Gosh, that was so sweet, man. I couldn't even barely get through a bottle of that. Well, I've so, not even tried that one yet. Oh, they're just they they've overdone it, you know. So that's a good pick. Good pick. Um I'm gonna stay kind of in the foods and drinks here. And I'm gonna pick a classic here. Lime jello. Crickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lime yeah, jello. It's all right. I, anytime I hear jello, and I don't know if you have a particular flavor that you always kept in your house or whatever, but the lime jello, I wasn't a huge lime fan, but for some reason, the lime jello was always around. And anytime we made it, it was usually the lime flavor. And I do like uh, lime things. I like key lime pie and, you know, lemon lime stuff. But lime jello, well, jello's been around forever, but that particular flavor is what I think of when I think of jello. I always think red jello. That's just yeah. my brain, I guess. Red's a good choice. It seems like red would be the flavor. I don't even know if it's strawberry, <laughs> watermelon, cherry. But in grade school, when jello would be the dessert on the tray, it was always red. So that's just, I guess that's why my mind associates with it. We, I didn't eat a lot of jello growing up. We were more uh, jello pudding family. Mm-hmm. Dad didn't like jello. He liked pudding, you know, pudding parfaits and stuff. So, I mean, we had Jell-O every now and then. Now, when Jell-O jigglers become a thing, I was all about Jell-O then. But at the same time that jigglers become a big hit, they already had out the blue raspberry and, you know. Yeah. The jigglers, the shapes just look cooler in blue than they did green, red, or anything else, really. Right. Um, Well, our family, too, we did a lot of the... Anytime we got together for Thanksgiving or something, somebody always made, like, what is it, uh... Watergate salad or one of those mm-hmm. salads with the green jello mm-hmm. and uh and then mom would make her you know green jello mold with the uh the leftover cat food and we were good to go man yeah there you go <laughs> uh what do i well i'll stick with the food too teenage mutant ninja turtle ice cream bars the ice cream bars okay have you seen those? It always had the gumball for the eyeball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Side profile of the yeah. turtle. Is that green sherbet? Oh, this stuff was so good. It was soft. It was just like a push up, but it was green and on a right, stick yeah. without a sleeve holding <laughs> it together. And the gumball was usually not placed correctly. So it looked like a especially <laughs> challenged turtle when you'd look at it like if if sloth from the goonies was a teenage turtle that's what the ice cream bar ended up looking like but it was one of those treats at least in my area you didn't get them at the grocery store they weren't there you got them off the ice cream truck in the summertime so that made them seem more special and rare yeah we didn't have an ice cream truck around our town uh we got ours at the little general store the candy store we went to, they ha- also had like a deep freezer there and they'd have like WWF ice cream bars and, and things like that. But, uh, never in my life have I seen a WWF ice cream bar live and in person. Really? Nope. They were never, you thought they would have had them on their truck. Yep. They were Not never that. around here though. Okay. So, uh, gosh, is this five already? You're coming up on your fifth one. Man, uh, there's, I've got so many more. Um, 
What am I going to choose? Okay, this was the biggest mind jolt when I typed in, like, <laughs> I went over to Google and was like, green games or video games or something. And this happened to pop up, and I was like, I've had this game. And I don't remember where I got it or what the connection was. It's called the Green Ghost Game. Go Google it if you uh, don't know what I'm talking about. But it had this little spinner. And this was the like a huge ghost. And he had a little hand that stuck out from him. And you spun him around. And that was your like number to go around the board. But the board was like raised up. You know how like... Uh, the old uh, stow-and-go Hot Wheels garages were, where you mm-hmm. flipped it open and you had those little pegs in the back to hold up the, the second story. Well, mm-hmm. this had those little pegs to hold up uh, like a rectangular game board, and it glowed in the dark. Yeah, and, I'm looking at it now. Oh, I had not thought about this in years and years and years. And I can't remember if we got it like a garage sale or how I acquired it, but... It was really fun, like glow-in-the-dark, you know, things back in the day. And this dates all the way back to the 60s from what I was reading. And uh, you had these little, it was like a house and a ship that you put in the board. And they had these little crypts, uh, <laughs> like three of them. And they gave you like skeleton keys. And you go around the board and try to get a key to open up one of the crypts. And inside, they even gave you like the stuff to put inside. It was like little plastic bones. And they were supposed to be like bat feathers or something it was i don't know weird I and like old picture, yes yeah like old rubber bands that were supposed to be worms and it was the craziest game and i remember you're like going to, you've got the uh little black pieces that are like a cat and something else like very very halloween style and it was really fun you, you know shine your flashlight on it for a little bit to to let the glow in the dark, you know, kick in. And uh, it was great. So, any memories of that game at all? No. I, while you've been talking, I looked it up, though, and seen pictures. If anybody's interested, it looks like it goes for anywhere from 140 to 200 bucks on eBay. Gosh, I should have I kept my copy. I don't know whatever happened to it. For a complete game, you know. Well, here's one that's partially complete, being offered for 150 Wow. But, yeah, I went over to YouTube. There's a couple of videos over on YouTube of people playing it or at least it being set up. But yeah, the Green Ghost game. Go check it out. Hopefully somebody else out there remembers it. Well, my last pick. We may do a bonus pick, but my last official pick is the dreaded Green Mist in professional wrestling. Two people really were the purveyors of it. The Great Kabuki and the Great Muda. The others, mm-hmm. foreign asian based wrestlers have used the green mist but there were multiple levels of the mist in wrestling you had the green mist that would slightly debilitate your opponent then you had the red mist which was more dangerous and then you had the uh, almost lethal yellow mist super <laughs> rare i don't remember the yellow but mist. the green the green mist was by far the most common so anytime you know the great kabuki or the great muda the mm-hmm. the good guy would be really landed on him and you think, oh, they're gonna finish this up. He's gonna he's gonna beat him. Out of nowhere comes a green mist and <laughs> the tide turns. And somehow the referees were too stupid to know what happened, even though the dude was covered it's in covered green in it, shit. yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> but green mist was one of my favorite 
gimmicks in professional wrestling. And it may be because mm-hmm. I was a big Kabuki fan and I was a big Muda fan, or it could be that the green mist was why I was a fan of those two guys in the first place. I'm not sure. It's like the chicken or the egg thing. <laughs> well, I definitely remember the great Kabuki more than I do Muda. Um, Cause like we've talked about before, that was my, a, a good bit of my introduction to wrestling was those reruns on ESPN of uh, what, what was it? Worldwide. Mm-hmm. Well, world uh, class, world class of him and the, the Von Erics, you know, and, but that, yeah, that always got me too. Cause you know, he doesn't have like a, a cup of the stuff sitting by the ring to take a swig and like, where does it come from, man? <laughs> See, that's part of the mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they want to always do it. I mean, a lot of the time I think they would, you know, they got it in their mouth when they're coming down to the ring and they, within uh, you know, a couple minutes, there it goes. But when you got it later in the match, you're like, did he hold it in his mouth that whole time? Or? or better than that would be when he would blow the green mist before the match and then the red mist during the match. That <laughs> would really confuse your young mind. The I best... think I ever saw that doing two different colors in the same match. Oh, yeah, that happened. Uh, off, well, I ain't going to say often, but it happened numerous times. The best use of the green mist, though, was Halloween Havoc 89. that had the electrified top of the cage. When he but put the, the fire out, yes. yeah, he climbed <laughs> up there and blew the fire out with the green mist. That was awesome. <laughs> Muda, the great Muda, was so far and away ahead of his time, at least a decade ahead of his time. Which That's I'm, good. I'm sending choice. you a YouTube video since you said you were familiar with Kabuki and not Muda, that, that you can watch a of Muda. That's really good. Okay, all right. Well, uh, you want to do a bonus pick here? Yeah, what you got? Um, well, I was kind of going back and forth between like lime jello and maybe ecto cooler. I guess that would have been the coolest, you know, thing, but ecto cooler, I want to say wasn't necessarily green back in the day. It might've been orange for a time because it's like that orange flavor, but uh, you, you could even put Slimer in there. Slimer was green, but, uh, uh, I was, I was like, I don't know if that's, that counts or not. Anyway, um, one of the things that, uh, this will be my official bonus pick here. The Jolly Green Giant. That dude got me to eat more vegetables than anybody, more than my parents. You know, Green Giant. Yeah, you had the, oh, oh, oh. you had the catchy jingle. He was on their cans, you know. He was getting me to, me to eat peas and all those green vegetables that I hated. Just because I could, you know, it's the Green Giant. <laughs> and you got all the, you know, the, the commercials with all the cartoons, him and Sprout and all that. Man, Sprout I was, was like sucker for all that stuff. Sprout was like Scrappy-Doo, though. The commercials started going downhill when, when Sprout came along. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> it's funny how the, you would think a midget sidekick would ruin a franchise, but then here comes Mini-Me and Austin Powers, too, and <laughs> well, yeah. reverses the trend. <laughs> What's well, another got, one for you? Well, you've done two bonuses, so I'm going to do two bonuses. Real quick, I was mad at myself for not putting it in, in the uh, my main pick, so i got to throw it in here. Green Jelly, especially the Three Little Pigs music video. Ah, uh, yes. But my other one, and people will have to Google this. I'm sending you a picture right now on Slack. One of the most beautiful race cars of all time was Daryl Waltrip's Gatorade Camaro that he raced in the <laughs> late 70s, early 80s. I don't know oh, if you've got wow, the picture yeah. yet. 
those fenders are from a Volkswagen. Is the only way they could get tire clearance. That car was special built. And I know the car is white, but it's got all the green accents. That is one gorgeous race car right there. I would drive that, that, that down is. the street right now. I would the too, horn, man. Arm hanging out the window, passing a woman going, hey, baby doll, what's up? You know. <laughs> yeah. Bad ride right there. That is great. That thing looks like about 500 feet long. I mean, it's so, uh, I don't know if it's just the angle of the picture, but that's no, so good. No, it was a long car. Yeah. People, you can Google Daryl Waltrip's Gatorade Camaro, and you'll see a ton of pictures of it on Google or mm-hmm. for you uncultured people being, you know. <laughs> I actually put uh, Gatorade on my list, mainly for the label. You know, you think of, and they, I think they still use the green bottles on the sidelines and stuff, but what a staple that was in sporting events, the green bottle of Gatorade and the the label on the glass jars that we purchased at the store. And they've gotten away from all that since they've made like, you know, 800 flavors now, but mm-hmm. that was an iconic look that Gatorade logo with the orange lightning bolt, you know, and in the glass jar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> good choice there all right well we uh we're gonna go back uh back to the present time hope you enjoyed our green things if you've got a couple you want to throw at us we didn't even talk about the incredible hog man i thought for sure you'd put that in there but nah, no i thought about putting the maestro in which was the hawk of the future but mm-hmm. i didn't okay Well, let's jump back in the car here and uh, let's get back to the present time. We'll tell you what's coming up on After Hours here later today. All right, we're back in the present. We hope you enjoyed the journey through time. And uh, all of our green things. Leave any comments you have on Twitter, at TRN Social, and our personal accounts at RD80s at Yesterdayville. Tell us what you would have put in your uh, top five green pop culture things for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, also, Apple users, if you enjoy the show, take a quick second to leave us a review over there. I've counted, Mick. We've got 16 reviews over there. We want more, man. I'm going to keep asking until we get like 50. So, I mean, with all the thousands and thousands of listeners we have every week, you'd have thought we'd have had more than 16 likes by now. Yeah. Lazy chumps. So uh, get <laughs> get over there and uh, and leave us a quick review on Apple. Help us out. Over on After Hours, well, first, I hope you enjoyed your free preview last week. Some great stuff in that episode, but we've got some great stuff coming up today, too. What's going to be in After Hours, Mick? Well, since we're covering the cool green things, we'll, we're going to be talking about a few bad green things. And then uh, we're going to do some, since we're on the topic of bad anyway... We're going to talk some old food, but it's going to be bad old food. Okay. Uh, we'll okay. have to listen in to see what's going on with that. All right. Well, that sounds like uh, a fun and kind of a, I don't know, <laughs> opposite way. But, yeah, more green things that are that are bad. I actually got a couple here that we'll be talking about that uh, came to mind as you told me what was coming up on After Hours. So, it should be really fun. We love talking food, good or bad, you know. It came in and styrofoam back in the day, so how how bad can it be? If you can't tell, Jason sounds a little nervous. 
because he turned after hours over to me and there's no notes so he don't know what's coming up he just has yeah. to react it worked out great last week it did it did man you got a you got a confession out of me almost <laughs> yeah i'm still shocked all right well that's coming up in after hours later today we thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you again next week I'm so off this week, man. I haven't really uh, changed much in my notes here. Um, notes? Yeah. Where we're going, we don't need notes. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.